Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to the Everything Is Black and White podcast. This is our match preview. Newcastle head down to the capital to face Spurs on Sunday. We'll hear from Football London's Rob Guest, our very own Lee Ryder and Steve Bruce as we look ahead to what will be a very difficult game for Newcastle United. All that to come on Everything Is Black and White podcast. Hello and thanks for joining us. Newcastle face a daunting challenge this Sunday as they travel down to the capital to face Spurs. That's Spurs who have hit 10 goals in their last three games, eight in their last two. And despite travelling to North Macedonia for a Europa League tie on Thursday, which they won 3-1, Jose Mourinho's men will still come into this game as overwhelming favourites. Son and Harry Kane are in frightening form. They've hit eight goals in the last few games with countless more assists between them. And United will have to be at their best to get anything out of this game. Steve Bruce will be hoping that win against Morecambe 7-0 in the EFL Cup can be a springboard to better things and rid that memory of that terrible display against Brighton last weekend. However, Bruce may have to do it without two key players, as he explained to reporters in his press conference earlier on Friday. Bruce has got an awful eye injury, which which has got a bad cut on it. And we understand now the way these things are with with blood, you know, so we're just going to see how he is. And, um, and Alan's got a slightly twisted ankle. We'll see how he is too. So it's a bit early yet for me to to, to make the call before Sunday, but they're, they're the main two, along with Kieran Clark, unfortunately, hurt his thigh the other night. And so I don't think he'll make it, but the other two... We're, we're, we're hopeful. So there we have Steve Bruce with a bit of an injury update. It would be devastating, wouldn't it, to see those two have to sit out. And I know they didn't have the best game against Brighton. Uh, Alan Maximoni on for half an hour or so, but he was terrorised by Lamptey up that wing. And Lewis also struggled as Brighton just dominated. But they both had good games against West Ham. And if you were looking to, to maybe one player to change or threatening against Spurs, it would probably be Alan St. Maximum, wouldn't it? So fingers crossed both of them will be okay. Steve Bruce saying hopeful right at the end of that quote there. So fingers crossed he's right about that one. But hey, if they do miss out, you know, Morecambe showed that Newcastle have players on the outskirts of the starting eleven who can who can really produce something. Jacob Murphy looks like he's going to stay at Newcastle now. Sheffield Wednesday wanting the back, but again, Steve Bruce spoke about him in Friday's press conference. You can head to our website to read what he had to say about him, but he would come in, you would assume, for Anson Maxim on the wing and hopefully put in another good performance that he did against Morgan, where he was man of the match and yes, it was only Morgan, but still you've got to beat what's put out in front of you and Murphy was really key to that. Of course, I mean, Steve Bruce, will he switch it up in midfield? Could we see Sean Longstaff come in inside Hayden? Will Hendrick or Shelby keep their places? A few dilemmas for Steve Bruce to sort out. And of course, I would say, yes, at Maximum Lewis might be changes forced through injury. But, you know, the other changes, will Almiron start and place a Carroll? They're all 
positive selection dilemmas to have. So that's really good going into this game against Spurs. We're now going to be joined by Rob Guest of Football London. He covers Spurs home and away, watches every game, including that one last night against the North Macedonia side, which Spurs, as I mentioned in the introduction, beat them 3-1. They're on a really good run of form. And as I speak to Rob, you get the sense that this is a game that Spurs should win. Strikers hitting the goals for fun with their eyes closed practically. Son, Kane in brilliant form. And on the back of that win in the Europa League, Jose Mourinho sound really happy and confident. Uh, You know, on the back of that 5-2 win against Southampton last weekend, it's all looking like a Spurs win. But of course, in football, you never know. Here's the chat I had with Football London's Rob Guest. Hello and welcome to the Everything is Black and White podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Musgrove, joined by Football London's Rob Guest. Newcastle travel down to Spurs on Sunday for what will be a challenging game. And for those watching on YouTube, hello. Please remember to like and subscribe to those listening on the podcast. Thanks as always. Rob, thank you for joining us. How are you doing? Yeah, very well. Thanks. Yourself? Not too bad. Can't complain. I was just saying there to Rob before I came on there. If you do hear a bit of wind interference, it's very windy outside my house. It feels like I'm about to take off and land in the the depths of Northumberland. So I do apologize if suddenly, you know, I do fly off, but hopefully I won't. Um, Rob, Spurs, it's going to be a very difficult game for Newcastle. Uh, Spurs in the UEFA Cup, Europa League rather, last night, not the UEFA Cup, Europa League. I'm not going to try and pronounce the name of the North Macedonian uh, club. I'll leave that to you. But a 3-1 victory and more goals for Son and Kane. And given what happened last weekend against Southampton, if you're in Newcastle, surely you're fearing that that pair. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the North Macedonian team were called Shikendia. So 3-1 win. Son on the score sheet again. Uh, it was... Very similar to the week before against Lokomotiv Plovdiv when it was basically Spurs were in total control throughout the 90 minutes, but they were just missing that bit of magic in the final third to give themselves a bit of a cushion and make things, uh, make life a bit easier for them. They did score after four minutes. Uh, Shikendia did equalise with an absolute rocket of a shot uh, shortly into the second half, but Spurs through Son and Kane, thankfully got the win and both of them, they're in amongst the goals at the moment. So if I was Steve Bruce or a Newcastle fan, I'd be uh, very worried about those two at the moment, given uh, the way they're playing and scoring for fun. And among amongst the assists as well, because Son assisted a couple yesterday and obviously Kane assisted quite a few on Sunday against Southampton. I mean, it's they just seem to have hit the form I wouldn't say at the right time because we're only to start the season, but you know they're, they're doing really well and it's going to be such a challenge for Newcastle's defence, which shipped three goals against Brighton uh, last weekend to, to keep them out. Yeah, definitely. Well, if you go, I mean, if you go back to Spurs' first game of the season against Everton, that was such a, a drab, drab performance from the team. Uh, Everton won 1-0, could have and probably should have won by more given they had chances and there was just no creativity there in uh, in anything for Spurs and that was very much the case last season as well but I mean you go to Southampton away another poor performance in the first half I mean the game really turned on its head with Son scoring uh, on half time with Kane assisting him and then Kane's the one you want in the box scoring goals you don't expect him to be racking up the assist but 
four assists he got, all brilliant, showed his vision, uh, his eye for a pass as well. So, yeah, I mean, it's great now that Spurs are scoring goals and Son and Kane are right in there doing that. And, yeah, Newcastle going on. I know they had a good, very good win against Markham in midweek, but they weren't at the races at all against Brighton. And you know, if there's a repeat performance like that, then Spurs providing that they can carry on the recent form, then they will punish them. Obviously, with the game has been so close together, I suppose the cancellation of the EFL clash um, in midweek, that obviously probably affected how Mourinho was going to set up last night and then obviously that impacts Sunday. So, are, were you surprised to see the likes of Kane and Son, you know, get a, get a, uh, well, you know, play last night and have so many minutes? Well, I think Tuesday, Tuesday's game definitely did have an impact because, I mean, Spurs have got such a big squad at the moment. At the moment, you've got players on the periphery of the first team, such as Eric Lamella, Serge Aurier, Moussa Soko, Joe Hart, who need the minutes. So I didn't, Probably Tuesday's cancellation did have an impact on Mourinho's thinking for the uh, Shikendi game because the week before in the Europa League, it was pretty much a full-strength team he put out. So he's not taking any chances in these qualifiers. He wants Spurs to be in there. So I think on the bench last night, obviously there was Harry Kane. He came on with half an hour left. Giovanni Lacelso. You'd expect those two to be in the starting eleven. Eric Dyer as well, Hugo Lloris, uh, they should probably come in. Then Lucas Mora as well. So he's good that he has been able to rotate the team. And I think there will be a few changes here and there on Sunday against Newcastle. But I think whoever he puts out at the moment, he can name a strong team. And that only bodes well, really, for Spurs over the coming months. So Spurs have got a bit, bit of momentum behind them. Three on the bounce now. And they must be looking at this game against Newcastle, seeing how Newcastle performed against Brighton. And just kind of, I mean, Mourinho must be rubbing his hands at the thought of playing it aside that shipped three goals so easily last weekend. Definitely. Uh, I mean, as I mentioned earlier, Spurs went at the races against Everton. But since then, they followed up with three successive wins. And winning becomes a habit such as you know when you're on the bottom of the table and you're losing games that becomes a habit so they'll be confident of you know getting another win on the board on Sunday against Newcastle and especially with Newcastle shipping three goals against Brighton I don't think Steve Bruce will want these sides to play like that again but you know if they do Spurs can take full advantage because there's Harry Kane in there, Sonu can score goals. You've got Lucas, Stephen Bergwijn, Eric Lamella, and you've got Tangi and Dumbelli and Giovanni and Celso now playing really well in midfield. So if those two start, they can pull the strings. They both skillful players, creative, got good vision, and they can make things happen. So if they can, uh, you know, be at the best, then it's only uh, going to be good for Kane, uh, Son, and the rest of the team. What's it like, you know? at the, the new stadium, this brilliant um, kind of arena and it's, it's empty. I mean, how, how are Spurs dealing with that? Because obviously, obviously that's built with the, the idea that it'll be full and there'll be lots of singing and the fans will be, you know, carrying the team along. I mean, how have Spurs coped so far with any fans in the stands? I think the results at home have been uh, pretty good, to be honest, and you'd expect that on home soil. But I mean, it's, it's the case really for every Premier League club and you know every club around the world at the moment if you're playing with no fans it 
tends to even it out and you might not have so much of a home advantage as you probably would do if uh, you had 60,000 fans in there. So, yeah, it's, uh, it does have an impact for some clubs, but I think for some players as well, it can help them because, you know, you're not getting abuse from fans and that and they can play their own way. So, yeah, I mean, it's not an ideal situation at the moment and, you know, fingers crossed we'll have everyone back in the grounds as soon as, as, soon as possible because, I mean, that's what everyone all around the world wants at the moment. Well, certainly. I mean, so last season, Newcastle, they beat Spurs very early on. Joe Linton's only goal in the Premier League. He scored two against Morecambe on Wednesday. One absolute world. Obviously, the difference between Spurs and Morecambe, no disrespect to Morecambe, is vastly different. And, you know, Joe Linton probably won't start. Probably be Callum Wilson. Uh, and then the other game at St. Jimmy's Park ended 3-1 with, of course, Son and Kane terrorising um, Newcastle. I just can't see how Newcastle can get anything out of this. I mean, they're tending to do all right against big sides, but when you just with Mourinho looking happy, sounding happy, I mean, you might tell me wrong, but he does seem much happier than he's been uh, maybe in, in recent months. It's, it can only be good for Spurs. And like you say, they're going to go into this game favourites. Yeah, well, I think if you rewind the clock back 13 months, that uh, 1-0 win for Newcastle, that everyone was expecting a Spurs win, but Newcastle upset the odds that day with a 1-0 win. Spurs were just absolutely awful that day. They had a lot of the ball, but as I mentioned earlier, it was just that creativity issue. I think they should have had a stonewall penalty late on for that foul on Harry Kane. I think he did go to VAR and it somehow wasn't given for some reason and uh, yeah Newcastle will be looking to repeat that uh, but Spurs did play well in the reverse fixture at St James's uh, Park back in July and you know if they can repeat that then I think they can uh, get another win on the board but Newcastle I did watch them against West Ham First game, the father played well, especially with Andy Carroll up front. You know, he just causes absolute havoc. And defence is still a bit of a, a weak point for Spurs. That was evident against Southampton on Sunday. Uh, Danny Ings scored. There was about midway through the first half. Basically, it was just a long ball over the top uh, between Eric Dyer and Davinson Sanchez. He's gotten there. Great finish, you know. And the Saints could have had a couple more goals on the board and if they did we could have been talking about a different result altogether so I think that'll be one area Steve Bruce and the rest of the coaching staff will be looking to target and you know no one likes coming up against Andy Carroll and you've got a player in the box in Callum Wilson who knows where the back of the net is so yeah on paper it should be a Spurs win but as we've seen recently things are never so straightforward in the Premier League I was going to ask you if you were Steve Bruce and you were saying to your team, this is Spurs' main weakness that we need to target. Is it the defence and, and sometimes just switching off at them key moments? Yeah, I think so. I think the defence, I mean, if you looked at it last season, you'd always say right back was probably the major weakness with Serge Aurier in there. He's a player who likes to push on as much as he can and really Mourinho made the tactic to accommodate him so when Serge Aurier would push up Ben Davis would move across from the left to form a back three so right hand side is somewhere where last season they could have been hurt this year they've got Matt Doherty in he's playing in a very similar position and you could see against Everton how high he will push up so 
that's somewhere, you know, Newcastle could probably take advantage down the right side and, you know, defence as well. It's, uh, Reno always builds his best teams on such a strong back line, but it's not there just yet for Spurs. It's certainly a work in progress and, you know, that's an area teams will be looking to take full advantage of. And in terms of strengths, I mean, we've mentioned Kane and, and Son just kind of riding that wave of form and you can see them grabbing another few goals. I've got Son in my fantasy team. So if there's any silver lining, if he does grab another few on Sunday, um, I, can, I can put that down. Is that their main threat? Is it Son and Kane and that partnership and that, that form they've found? Yeah, then those are obviously the main two players for Spurs that proved over the past few years they know where the back of the net is. I think everyone saw on Sunday that they link up extremely well together and as was the case last night with Son teeing up Kane for uh, a brilliant header. So I think those are the main two players. Everyone will be looking there to keep quiet from the Newcastle perspective. But if you've got Tangi and Belly and Giovanni Lacelso both in there, you know, making things happen. And Newcastle really have to uh, keep an eye on the midfield at the moment. And Belly and Lacelso both went into the new season um, with injury issues. They're not there yet, just in terms of the fitness. But what we've seen over the past couple of games is basically one will start, the other will be on the bench. Uh, Southampton, Lacelso came on for End on Belly at half time. Last night again, checking Dia, both players came on, you know, the both excellent players going forward and, you know, they can supply the ammunition for Kane and uh, Son. What about Musa Sazoko? You mentioned him briefly there. He's kind of on the fringes, so to speak. Is that, is that how you describe it? And I mean, maybe on the bench, you think, on Sunday? Yeah, I imagine he will be on the bench. Uh, Moose has had a really good couple of seasons at Spurs. It didn't look very good for him, I think, beginning, beginning of the 2018-19 seasons. He had two years at the club. He was on the bench more often than not. The fans weren't happy with him at all, but all of a sudden things just changed for Moose and he became such a key part of Mauricio Pochettino's midfield and you know he's a player Jose Mourinho really likes and he was in his team regularly last season but now you've got Pierre-Emile Hoybier coming in you've got Tangi Andambelli finding his form there's Harry Winks as well so there's there's so many options in there for uh, Mourinho to pick at the moment but you know if if Moose starts you know what you'll get from him is all action. He provides such good energy in the middle of the park and they'll make it difficult for Newcastle. So personally, can't see him starting, but you know what you'll get from him if he does start. Yeah, I think he's a player that definitely split opinion in Newcastle, more so on the negative side, but in full flow, I mean, he's absolutely brilliant. You can see, I can see why Spurs did splash the money on him. Mourinho, he's got that little link to Newcastle. I think there's a lot of fans who hold out that someday um, he'll come to St. James's Park as Newcastle United manager. You have the Sir Boy Robson link. He's often visited the uh, Memorial Garden just outside the stadium. You know, there's the the, the, uh, the statue and their flowers and what have you. Um, it's, it's, I mean, it's a nice little side story to, to uh, any time Mourinho plays Newcastle with, with whatever side it may have been, Chelsea, Manchester United, um, but there is that little, that nice little side story, isn't there? Yeah, there is. I think you saw back in July uh, when he visited St James's Park. He's 
had a bit of a wretched record there up on Tyneside. They struggled to actually win a league game, but finally uh, managed to break his duck with that 3-1 win. And they did a short video, was it with Sir Bobby Robson's statue when he was leaving, left a really nice Instagram message as well. So, you know, he's fond of Newcastle. As you mentioned, there's that connection there with Sir Bobby Robson as well. So, yeah, there's a nice link between the two. What do Spurs fans think of Newcastle? If, if anything, what's gone on? Obviously, we had we had the takeover and accusations that Spurs were one of the sides that strongly objected to a potential takeover by you know the, the Saudi-led PIF. I mean, what what have Spurs fans made of, of that accusation of you know the takeover in general and just Newcastle as a whole? Is there any opinion on Newcastle, or is it just another game? I think it's it's just another game. I think from a Spurs perspective. From a Spurs perspective, everyone's just focusing on Spurs at the moment because you know what happened last season, given that Bora, given they were so successful in terms of constantly finishing in the top four to miss out. Everything, all the focus is on ensuring Spurs are in there, uh, in and around the top again, challenging and uh, going for major honours. So I think everyone is focused on Spurs, but I think for Newcastle, it would be. It would be great because, I mean, I grew up watching Newcastle. They were the entertainers. What a great side that was. And I can remember when like, Sir Bobby Robson had the team challenging in and around the Champions League places, early 2000s. That's where Newcastle should be. And they, they do deserve that with the fans. It's such a brilliant fan base. They've got everything there going for them. You know, if they could just have a bit of money pumped in for all these major signings. I know there was talk of maybe like Mbappe coming in and a few others when there was talk about that, the big money takeover. But not by not by this website, or our which PLC being everyone <laughs> watching. wasn't by but, us. Yeah, Newcastle are a great club and everyone wants to see him back up there. And that would only be, you know, a good thing for the Premier League because there's the top six, there's a the top six uh, at the moment, you know, Everton are pushing for eight Wolves, Leicester as well. So to have another one in Newcastle doing that, I'd be, yeah, it'd be great for everyone. It's exciting if you're a neutral watching these clubs like Leicester, like Wolves trying to push in. Um, so some, as someone who's going to watch the game on Sunday and cover it, who are you most looking forward to watching from the Newcastle United side? Is there anyone that stands out that you, 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 know, you just want to kind of say, yeah, look, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing him rock up on Sunday? Uh, Alan Sam Maximum. If he's fit, I know Steve Bruce has said in the press conference uh, shortly ago that, that I think it'll be uh, pretty much a late fitness test where they don't know if he's going to be fit or not yet. He's a really good player. I like Andy Carroll as a player. I think I know he gets so much criticism because of all the injuries he's had, but when he's on the pitch, he's such a handful. And you saw that in the opening game against West Ham. Uh, no one likes defending against him and from a personal point of view I can't think of a better player in world football at attacking the ball in the air so he's a player I like whether or not he'll be in the team I don't know but I'm really impressed with Newcastle's business so far this summer I think Callum Wilson's a very good addition Ryan Fraser Jeff Hendrick they're uh, good additions on free transfers and I think Jamal Lewis is definitely one for the future so it's nice to see Newcastle bringing in some good signings and fingers crossed they'll have a good season. How will the defence manage against someone like Arnie Cowell? We saw against West Ham that 
you know, it didn't take him, I think, maybe 30 seconds before his elbow may have struck the face, accidentally, of course, of, of a West Ham defender. And so he's very physical in the air and, he, you know, he, he puts himself about. How will the Spurs defence handle that? Will they be able to handle that physicality of Carroll? Well, I think the one in a centre-back who probably would be able to cope with it to an extent is Eric Dyer. You know, he's a player who like, he likes that side of the game. So, but it depends, of course, whether or not he does that because he was on the bench the other day. But uh, I think when you're looking at Premier League teams now, it's only really probably Burnley who play similar way to that with you know two big players up front so it's not something you have to deal with week in week out but you know I'm sure they'd be able to cope with it if Carroll does indeed start this weekend So just your score prediction then how do you see the game ending up on Sunday? Well I mean if Spurs can carry on where they left off from St Mary's last Sunday then I can see him scoring a few goals but they will be I think we might see a different Newcastle side to, you know, last week because if Steve Bruce can't have a repeat performance of that. So I think it'll be 3-0 to Tottenham. I think Kane and Son will be on the score sheet again. Yeah, it's not going to go down very well at all. <laughs> Conceding three goals again after the Brighton three-goal debacle will uh, quite rightly send social media into absolute... Meltdown. I mean, fingers crossed after that Morecambe victory. I know it was against Morecambe, but certain players like Jacob Murphy might come in. If Alison Maxman is injured, Murphy might come in. He's he's done well. Again, you've got to level it off and say it was against Morecambe, but fingers crossed it can give the, the Castle side a bit of a boost and you know propel them forward against what will be a very difficult Spurs side. Uh, Rob, thank you very much for joining. Those listening and watching, Thank you guys for joining us as well. Please remember to like and subscribe to Everything is Black and White podcast. So there we have the view from Down and Tottenham. Really interesting to hear what Rob was saying there about Spurs and how really on paper this looks like a foregone conclusion. It's going to be a Tottenham win. You put the form down, you put the players down, you put the managers down and it looks like a Spurs win on paper. But of course in football you never know. You mentioned there that the Spurs' defence isn't as strong as Mourinho would like. It is breachable, and Danny Ings showed that in the weekend game against Southampton. He opened the score in there with a really nice goal, but it was a simple goal to really defend. He got in far too easily, and if Cal Wilson's put in a similar uh, position, you would expect him to score. He is he is a good striker, and if he's one-on-one or he gets a, a sniffed at goal, then you expect him to, to at least test Lloris between the sticks, which is good. There will be a chance for Newcastle, as always in football. So it's not as uh, set in stone as I think everyone is thinking it might be. But of course, with Son and with Kane on such form and Mourinho happy, you can understand why you know the money is on Spurs to win this. They've just scored a boatload of goals recently. They look like whatever wasn't clicking last season has finally clicked this season. And I know we're only a few games in, but... Steve Bruce and his Newcastle side are going to have to be at their very, very best to stop some of the Premier League's best players running absolute wild because the pessimist in me says it's, it could be a cricket score. Hopefully, though, that win against Morgan installs a bit of positivity and optimism in the side, which is much needed after that 3-0 defeat to Brighton. To finish off the podcast, we're going to hear from our chief sports writer who has just left the press conference with Steve Bruce. This is what 
Lee has that to say about the game on Sunday. So just a quick note, we're now over on YouTube at the Everything Is Black and White podcast. And if you're liking what you're hearing, why not come and see what we're producing? We'd really like you to hit subscribe. We're also over on Instagram at Chronicle NUFC and in the usual place on Twitter and Facebook. We'd really like the likes, the reviews and the subscriptions because without your continued support, we can't get very far. So thank you very much for listening. So we just heard exactly what Steve Bruce has had to say about the next game for Newcastle United, which is a way to Tottenham. And I think going into this one, people are much better spirits. Obviously, the Brighton defeat was was terrible in, in every sense of the word. Uh, Newcastle didn't start well. Um, they couldn't find a response once they went 2-0 down. And I think Steve Bruce knows that his team selection was was questioned, basically. It was questioned emphatically in the, in the sort of aftermath of that game. Uh, they did respond against Morecambe in the week uh, with a 7-0 win uh, but obviously that a lot of people that I've seen on, on social media just saying well it was only Morecambe and you know playing that that, that result down but at the end of the day it, it would have been easy for Newcastle to to slip up on, on that evening um, in particular I mean at 1-0 Morecambe did have chances and then they just fell, fell to pieces but Newcastle in the past have made mistakes in games like that uh, on this occasion, they didn't. They were pretty focused throughout it, the whole thing. But it now, you know, boils down this game at Spurs, and you look at Steve Bruce's selection um, dilemma that he's got. Really, um, Alison Maximan is going to be a subject of a late fitness check because of a whack on the ankle. Uh, Jamal Lewis got the eye injury, so he could be missing as well. Kieran Clark is 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 out with a thigh problem. Picked up at Morecambe. But, um, you know, people like Miguel Almiron are surely knocking on the door now for a start in this game. Uh, Jacob Murphy's another one who's done very well. So there, there are sort of fresh candidates coming into this game where Steve Bruce might uh, make a change to that 11 that, that started against Brighton. Um, obviously one down here last season, that, that got a mention. Um, Joe Linton getting the winner. Uh, can Newcastle be fortunate enough to get that same result again? It, it never normally works out that way, but hopefully they can get something out of this game. It takes them into the next sort of League Cup game on Wednesday at Newport. But really, it's about just making sure they get another point uh, on the board. If they can, uh, it'd be great to get all three, but realistically, a point would be a good result. So we'll we'll see how it pans out down there. Um, Steve Bruce in, in much better spirits than he was after Brighton. Um, but realistically... Newcastle have a stiff test against Spurs. I mean, even though Spurs had a, a trip to Macedonia um, last night, um, they will be feeling the pace of this week, to be totally honest. Uh, but really, they've got some quality players and we don't need to, to run through them all. We know who they are, um, led by Harry Kane. It, it's going to be a difficult uh, afternoon, but hopefully Newcastle can take this newfound confidence at Morecambe into this game and, and emerge with something. So just a quick note, we're now over on YouTube at the Everything Is Black and White podcast. And if you're liking what you're hearing, why not come and see what we're producing? We'd really like you to hit subscribe. We're also over on Instagram at Chronicle NUFC and in the usual place on Twitter and Facebook. We'd really like the likes, the reviews and the subscriptions because without your continued support, we can't get very far. So thank you very much for listening.